Chopper Podcast. We got a great episode for you guys tonight. We got Wigwam Motors back in the house. Going to be a great fucking time. But before we get into that and a whole bunch of other good shit, we got to kick this thing off the way we always do with these motherfucking sponsors. First up, we've got ChopCult.com, the Chopper Hub in the home of your next build thread. So swing on over there, add yourself to the Brolodex, scroll through the free classifieds, and check out the blog. Next up, we got ChopShit.com, run by the one and only Chicken Rick. Hand-picked parts from builders across the world, as well as the home of the low-life merch. So grab yourself a t-shirt, grab yourself some stickers, all available over at ChopShit.com. Next, we got Broadway Customs out there in Englewood, Colorado. Killing it with the bike nights. These guys do motorcycle fab, automotive fab, commercial fabrication, CNC plasma cutting, 3D printing, and more. Check them out on Instagram at broadway.customs.cycle. Next, we got Lowbrow Customs. Everything you need for the road ahead since 2004. I bought so much stuff from Lowbrow Customs over the years. It is one hell of a company. They support events across the country, and they are heavily invested in the chopper scene. So swing on over to Lowbrow Customs. Check them out on Instagram at Lowbrow Customs. Next up, we got Paco. 52 years in the game is no accident. These guys make full frames. They can make custom frames to your specifications. They got transmission components. We'll just get right into it. They've also got headlights, taillights, exhausts, handlebars, a whole lot more. All under one roof at Paco.com. You can also catch them on Instagram at Paco Parts. Next up. We got Custom Destruction, the only person making the <laughs> dopest helmets for the same price as a stock lid. You pick the trim package, the shell color, the liner color, and if you don't see something you like on the website, he can always cook up a custom helmet for you with the fabric of your choosing. So catch Wes on Instagram at Custom Destruction and grab yourself the only helmet. That makes the ugliest motherfucker look sexy. See, I tried to get to that part right in the right in the beginning. I was so excited to say that part, I just screwed up the whole ad read. But you know who he is. Hit him up. Order yourself a helmet. Next up, we got yours truly, Ferro Fabrication, right here in Londonderry, New Hampshire. If you need a hardtail, if you need other fabrication work done, let me know. Hit me up on Instagram. That's the best place to get a hold of me. Ferro. That's F-E-R-R-O Fabrication. And then last but not least, we got Black Dog Towing, located in Epping, New Hampshire. But the best part about a tow company is they come to you, so even if you're not located in Epping, New Hampshire, he can still pick you up. Remember, when that chopper stops going, call Black Dog Towing. All right, guys, we're not going to dilly-dally here. We're going to get right into this interview with Wigwam Motors. (laughs) All right, guys, we are... Live on the line with the longtime homie Wigwam Motors. What's up, everybody? 
good to have you back on, man. Yeah, man. I was just seeing you, and that was uh, now I'm just talking on the phone. It's uh, I feel like we never I left. I know, dude. I'm kind of bummed, honestly, that we didn't get to do our like annual get breakfast, talk shit, and then record. Yeah, I'll be back in December so we can do that too. Oh, perfect. Yeah, we'll definitely lock that down then. We're not yeah, going the, to pull uh, boys, though. We're telling Greece. Yeah, we're telling Greece we're not going to fucking pull boys anymore. <laughs> we're going to go to Denny's, dude. That, that's where we go. we're going to Denny's. Oh, God. What was that one across the street from Po' Boys? Um, the, the Red Arrow. <laughs> Red Arrow. That's the place I like, dude. He hates it. But listen, so when you funny. go there, though, you can get your food. You eat. Do they serve chili in a coffee mug? And then they have, like, a legit bakery where you can get the dopest cheesecake you've ever had in your life. So you just like it because it's halfway prison style? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyways all right so let's jump into this you have been on the road for how long were you just on the road for uh i have been gone i left for deadbeat exactly a month ago yeah Yeah, so i've been on the road for a month literally every september or last september i was on the road for a month this september i was on a road for a month and next september i'll be on the road for a month jesus so that's all for that's usually for the cannonball yeah, it's all for cannonball stuff. This time I, I threw in the Debbie retreat because why the hell not, right? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Uh, yeah, so I over the last two months, it was pretty crazy. I, I was prepping two motorcycles. I was prepping my 1941 Chief that I was riding. And I had gotten that about six months ago and had some problems and sorted it all out. And it got it to a place where it was you know ready to roll. And I, I had about 200 miles on it, which is obviously not a lot to drive across the country on. But... You know, I, I I feel confident enough in my mechanic skills to to take it. And then I was getting my gold bike. You might have seen that on Instagram. Uh, that's my Golden Goose, the 1939 Harley Big Twin Flathead, getting that ready. And it started to smoke. That was my daily rider for about a year. Turns out one of the wrist pins came loose and ate up one of the cylinders real bad. And so Fuck. I last minute, yeah, last minute I tore the whole motor apart. And so obviously the had to go new top end and and i had must have dropped one of the rods onto the case and the case cracked so then i pulled the cases apart to get those welded and then one of the lower end bearings it spun the race so basically what happened was the flywheels came out of true uh from not being tight enough the 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 shafts on there weren't tight enough so i had to redo all of that too so it was literally a bottom end to top end motor rebuild all in a week oh dude dropped everything and did that yeah that's a lot of shit to have to take care of before you're about to roll out for a month yeah so so i literally <laughs> had a, pulled the motor got on the bench rebuilt the whole motor in a week and got it back in in uh maybe four hours i took it for a, a putt around the neighborhood and that was it so it literally had five miles on it before i decided to take it cross country which is obviously a great choice Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what uh, else would you do with it? Yeah, that's yeah, breaking miles, baby. <laughs> um, so so when I got all of that done, I hopped on a plane and flew out to Massachusetts, where I stayed at my parents' house, and uh, was on my way up to the Debbie retreat. And professional Rick picked me up. Our boy, uh, Big Dick Rick, he was in his uh, fancy work outfit. And we uh, we dropped off some computer thing he does. I don't know. It was, it was real secret military government stuff. Probably had aliens to do. You know? 
definitely had some aliens hidden somewhere on that military base he went to. Um, so that was a ton of fun. We, we rode up together and we came out to, uh, we went over to fat man shop. We're hanging out there. Fat man was going to loan me his shovel head. Turns out it wasn't charging. So, you know, he made the Indian guy take it apart and fix the, uh, the, uh, alternator and, and all that stuff. So I, I got that done and we were just hanging out and, and I'd never talked to, or I'd never met Steve in person before or, or, or Emma or, you know, any of those guys. And Oh shit. I didn't even realize around. that. Yeah. I, I only met, I've only met the people about you two. And then I've met, um, then I met Rick, of course, and Amy and Rob and the Colorado guys and, and, you know, other people that came to EDR. I've met them. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of funny because when I moved away from New England, I made friends with all these people from New England. So, right. you know, it's always how it goes, right? Yep. So, uh, just, you know, meeting people, hanging out and, and, you know, I'm a sarcastic motherfucker, just like most people in New England are. So Fatman and I got along right away and, you know, everybody just had a good time. And after we fixed the bike and hung out and, you know, a bunch of the other guys that rode up came and worked on their bikes too. We, uh, we went over to, uh, Grease's house for the, uh, the, the shindig that he was had going on. And, you know, uh, Shovel Sam was over there and Shovel Sam had lived out here and we, you know, we became real tight. And so it was good to see him again because I hadn't seen him in a few months. And then, hell, a ton of other people were there, like Davy Sprocket, him and I talk every single day, but we had never met in person before. That was right. kind of crazy. Um, so we were all hanging out and, you know, we were there a little late looking at each other's bikes and, you know, working on little things and talking about spearmenting and, and, <laughs> And uh so we we was getting late in the night, so we set up the tent, all of our tents and you know, Davy and Tater and and people had uh had their hammocks and, and I brought my tent that I grew up <laughs> camping in when I was a kid because all my good camping stuff is out here in California and I wasn't gonna haul it all on the plane. So this big yellow tent from Walmart I think we got when I was like it had to be like twenty years old, easily twenty years old. Um and, and Shovel Sam didn't want to sleep in the ham, hammock by himself. He didn't know how to set it up. So him and I slept in the yellow tent together, and that officially became the spear tent. <laughs> um, so that's always, you know, that's a that's a good joke always. Um, yeah, so next morning we woke up. I hopped in the van with Rick. We rolled up and got the spot we all wanted and, you know, we're hanging out. And just, you know, meeting everyone that I hadn't met. And, oh, we, we stopped over at uh, Badfish Customs work and, and Fosmobiles work and, you know, saw that whole really cool shop. I forget the name of the shop. But it's super, super cool. Yeah, Burberry um, or something like that. Yeah, lots Burberry of old cars. And, and I'm, I don't know a ton about cars, but I'm, I'm kind of getting more into it. And I've always been a motorcycle guy because they take up less space. Yeah. So it's hard for, hard for me. But now I have might be able to fit a car in my shop. I kind of want an old Chevy pickup, but we shall see. Um, so yeah, I just hung out with Rick and, you know, little shenanigans here and there and made it up to the, uh, debut retreat. And, you know, that Dude, was, I'm super bummed. You didn't tell me that you guys couldn't get Steve's bike going. Oh yeah. Oh, we, I, we got I, go. Dude, I literally, you could have taken the Seth house. <laughs> like oh, it's fully running, fucking ready to ride. I just couldn't ride. Yeah, true. <laughs> so we get, we, it was running and, and all it was running is it wasn't charging. So, 
I replaced the alternator, you know, and Chicken Rick was joking around asking me how long it takes to do it on Indian. And I'd say 12 seconds or 12 and a half seconds. Because it's, it's the, the, all the charging system on Indians are outside of the motor cases yeah. and, you know, primary and all that good stuff, you know, the way yeah. God intended it. So, um, oh, and then they all had me try to kickstart their bikes because I'm the EDR kickstart champion. So, you know, the, the two guys there kickstarted their bikes and even they couldn't, uh, what was it the Evo, Evo chop? Yeah. Uh, he couldn't kickstart his bike either. His name is slipping my mind right now. Lojo. Um, yeah. Lojo. Cool fucking dude. Cool dude. Yeah. Uh, but he had never been able to kickstart his bike and cause like, he had something funky up with it and they're all trashing on me, trashing on, trashing on me and I get it on the first kick. So they're like, basically, I own that bike now. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so listen, I get yeah. this same thing. Anytime anybody gets any kind of kicker bike, they're like, hey, can you kick this over for me real quick? <laughs> exactly. It's all, it's all, all strategy and body position and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and Fat Man was telling me he doesn't even jump. He just steps on the fucking thing. And I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's a big dude. So it kind of makes a little bit of sense. Um, so yeah, we're up at deadbeat and, you know, hanging out and I guess this year was really, was the, the year of burnouts, right? Jesus Christ, dude. It, it was, it was insane. It was definitely something, but you know, met so many people that I'd never, um, never talked to in person, you know, John Luke from Strongco and, uh, Astro man and, you know, everybody, I feel like everybody was pretty much there. Yeah. Um, was that your first time yeah. meeting Jerry too? Yeah, I'd never met Jerry, but we had talked a ton. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's tough because Jerry doesn't live, you know, in mass. Right, right. Um, but, you know, as soon as all you people start coming out to do things this way, it's a lot easier. Yeah. You know, everybody has to go to Born Free once, right? And everyone has to go to EDR once. It's true. Yeah, and there's it's always true. there's always a place to stay. Any, any of the homies are always welcome to stay with me, and you can even fly out and ride my bikes. As long as you're willing to say that Indians are better than Harleys, there's no problem. So I'm Ubering is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got Harleys here too. Actually, now I've, uh, I finally have choppers in my life, real choppers. I have a 67 shovelhead chopper. Oh, white shit. one I added. Put that up for sale. I rode it around, had my phone, but I just picked up a uh, 1940 Indian scout chopper. So how often do you ever see scout choppers, right? Yeah. Never. Oh, yeah, you were telling me about uh, that. Yeah, it's super, super cool. It's It was made in 1972, and it's totally wild. And it's super, super lightweight, which is kind of cool. So I'm excited to get that thing up and going and then just rip around on that for a while and figure out if I like that or if I want to do a chief chopper or something. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not the smallest guy either, so chief chopper might make more sense for me. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see. You know, something to ride EDR with and. All that fun stuff because EDR is only two hours. I think it's two hours east and then two hours south. So that's not a very, that's, you know, an easy one day ride. Right. And I, I got to go defend my Kickstarter championship. So I got to yep. take something cool. Yep. Um, yeah, man, an Indian job would be cool. I feel like I, I don't even know if I've, I think I've probably only seen two or three Indian choppers in my life and never in person. <laughs> yeah well it's super it's super hard with with the sprung frame on the 40s stuff right you know i've I've seen people like if anybody knows what brat style is 
my buddy Go, he does a lot of that stuff because it's real big in Japan and that's kind of his, his thing. You know, take off the front fender and do a kind of chopper rear fender and make it all crusty and, you know, all that yeah. good stuff. And I kind of want to do it my way. I always got my own crazy ideas. So, um, I'm kind of planning in my head, a an Indian build for an eventual, uh, uh, eventual beat what built most people champ run. So we'll see. Yep. yep. I mean, you could also, so, you could put any of those fucking Indian motors in a regular fucking rigid Harley. Right. Um, pretty much. So it mounts kind of like, it mounts more like a sportster than it mounts like a like a big twin. Right. It has um a rod that holds it in the front and a pedestal that holds it in the back. So rather than like you know, if there's two up for a motor, there's two up front and two in the back. Yeah. Uh, there's one in the back that holds the transmission, and then the transmission's bolted to the motor like a sportster, sort of like a sportster. Right. And then, uh, then a rod that goes through the front of the, uh, pieces that attach to the motor. So it'd be a little difficult, but you can also hardtail one of these frames. I've, I've seen one out there, but the guy wanted crazy, crazy money for it. So I wasn't about that. Yeah. But maybe I'll just make, you know, uh, <laughs> I was going to save this joke from when I made one, but I guess I'll say it. Maybe I'll make a chobber just for you. It'd be a chief bobber. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> yeah, the, the the world's only chopper. Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, I figured that'd be a, that'd be a real good one, a chopper. Yeah, yeah. And you'll never be able to argue that because it's because it's a hundred percent a chopper. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. So we were hanging out deadbeat and just you know having fun and you know even even the two of you guys you know we've only hung out you know what one day a year. Yeah, not even for like, yeah, not even like really gets like hang, really. We go for breakfast, do a podcast, and then fucking split. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even just drink some beers and we would talk for four hours and then, yeah, yeah, have to go. So there was, you know, I did, uh, there was a ton of stuff I would actually did. I was trying to go see the Easy Co boys, but their timing, my timing didn't work out too good when I was up there. And yeah, they were heading out to, uh, actually heading out to your side of the fucking country at that point. Yeah. City Roundup. I was planning to go that too, but then I realized it was the same weekend as Deadbeat, so obviously that didn't work out too good. Yep. I took a trip over to Madhouse Motors and, and met Jay and, and, and oh nice. Yeah, super I still sick. haven't been to the new shop yet. New shop looks sick. It is super cool. Yeah. Super. super. So, what was and, your overall like thoughts and like takeaway from Deadbeat? Oh, it was it was wild. It was so I I obviously grew up in new England and I know about all floating in the Saco and all stuff like that. And, um, I kind of, I wish it was a thing when I lived out there. I don't, I don't, cause how many years has it been going on for? Is it six? I think something like that. Yeah. yeah I so think, it, I think it, I missed the first two. So I think six. Yeah. So, and it, so it wasn't in, you know, I didn't know anything about it when I lived there five years ago. I thought I was into choppers in it or, you know, any, anything cool at that time. I was just, had a little Kawasaki Vulcan and then a Rogue Glide. So, you know, I was a Jap guy and then a Bagger Daddy guy, which is yep. the opposite of what I am now. Um, but, you know, I had so much fun and, and, and it really is true that, you know, if you've never done it, it's worth the trip. Yep. Even just around a tank with everybody and all the shenanigans and, and, and Indiana Jones and Dan's bike because the throttle snapped for like the hundredth time. And yeah, you know, that was wild. Right on the fender. Yeah, it was super fun. 
but you know, and Greece was all freaked out saying, Oh my God, we can turn back right now. And I go, hell no. You know, how often do I get to red New Hampshire with my friends? You know? Right. Right. And this is like, you know, I've done sketchier stuff than just, you know, pulling the throttle with my hand before. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I ride antique bikes and it's hand shift. I have one hand on the bars most of the time. So it's true. <laughs> and it was that Dan's bike runs real good besides how about you know it's probably the loudest ticking sports I've ever heard in my life but yeah she's noisy she's an angry son bitch yeah yeah she's just gonna you know tear the whole bike down and do he already did down. he literally oh, tore that bike down probably three four days after we got back from Debbie and then started cool. building a new one <laughs> and I greatly appreciate him loaning me that even though I fucked it up and he wouldn't uh he wouldn't let me pay for that tire that I that I uh cut up real good. Cause so so people probably don't know this, but I might be might weigh, you know, a hundred pounds more than Dan does. Yeah. Yeah. Dan's not a he's not a well, he's, he's, guy he's, by any means. He's in pretty good shape and he's a he's a, he's a shorter dude and you know, I'm pretty average height, but I you know I mean, what's average my... height though? Because I tell people I'm average height and I'm only five six. You mean you're only five two. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm like five ten, five eleven. Oh, okay. So I think, I think average height is like five, six to five eleven. So, I'm right in the cut. Yeah. You, you made it baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, it's definitely something that everybody should do. And, and, and I want to ride out for that at some point, probably after I've done my cannonball next year. Yeah. Um, so maybe, maybe in a couple of years. Yeah. Just gotta see. It would be, yeah, it would be super rad if you could like, book some time it sucks that it falls right around the same time as cannonball so you like really can't book too much time to like stay out here and hang you know what i mean yeah well that brings me to something else that i'm so next year's 100 years of laconia and i think i'm gonna ride out because oh, no when shit. the hell yeah when else am i gonna do 100 years of laconia right right so i might i might take a bike i'm taking an old bike and i'm gonna ride it out I think I'll probably leave it at my parents' house and then I'll set it up to race at the race of the gentleman in October after the cannonball. Yeah. So I'll ride right out, fly back. Then for the cannonball, I'll be taking uh, my team's van out. So I'll drive. It's actually starts in Virginia Beach. So I'll be hitting up Davey and everybody between here and there, which will be fun. Um, and then ride back, obviously, because that's what we do in the cannonball. And then that ends in Huntington Beach, which is only like, Less than two hours north of me right now here right. in San Diego, and then that ends the end of September, and then basically get on a plane again to fly to Massachusetts and ride the bike down to Jersey, and then figure out a way to get it home. Yeah, fuck it, I totally so, forgot it was the hundred year of Laconia. Yeah, so I yeah, I usually I do not go to Laconia. Like I'll go once in a while when like the wife like wants to take like a pretty like a nice ride because that's a really nice ride for my house. Oh yeah, um, I'm sure. Fuck, dude, 100 year though. Maybe this is the year we organize like a chopper takeover of Laconia to like throw it back those 100 years. <laughs> that would be super fun. Fuck the better yeah, days. It'd be so sick. Imagine rolling a fucking Laconia with like 100 fucking choppers. That'd be insane, be dude. So <laughs> yeah, so here's the call to action. Everybody listen. Get your bikes ready for Laconia 100 years. <laughs> yep, we're taking it over. Yep, it's our bitch. Get out of here. We're, we're pushing the baggers back into the water. Screw those yep. things. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, I, I think Amy said she's going to be up there and, and my buddies from, from, from Framingham will be up there and, 
and I, you know, I just, I know so many people, all the, I think about guess a bunch of the hamsters are going and, and Dave and Jody Parowitz are putting on a big show and they're, they're my good friends. So, you know, there's always people to go see. Yep. Yeah. That's going to be a big one for sure. And, and I'm like, it's kind of crazy to ride all the way up just for that. But I'm like, fuck, when am I ever going to get a hundred years of Lacuna again? Never. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just like in 20 years, I'm sure I'll ride up to Sturgis to do hundred years of Sturgis. Yep. But, you know, I'm, I'm from New England and, and, you know, I, when I started riding, I went to Laconia because that was, you know, that was the cool thing to do, even though it was a t-shirt swap meet. And that was like the meet. only fucking like bike thing to go to. You know, yeah. Like people weren't doing shows back then, at least that I knew about. You know what I mean? It was either swap meet or Laconia. Yeah. But, we're, you know, I think we, both of us now live in a, live in a world where our eyes are more open to that stuff too. Uh, right. Like I was actually talking to, to the pair, which is about that, about how there was nothing at all. And the, cause they run a bike night every, every month down, uh, down the South shore of mass. And that's like, the, I, that's the only thing I can ever think of besides, you know, Madhouse motors show with that's a well, once a year, right? Yep. And now uh, Worcester and, bike week with easy show guys. And, you know, yeah, and Chopperhead does a bike night too. Yeah. And I think there's Indian summer out in Easter, uh, Western mass. Yeah. But you know, five things to fill your ear doesn't do you very much. Yeah. So it's a little bit different out here in California. There's something every week I could be doing. I know. I'm so jealous that you guys, what's, when's the long beach swap? Is that every weekend or once a month? Uh, it's once a month at usually the last month of the year. Uh, sorry. Last month of the last weekend of the month. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, there's always good stuff there. And you know, I've made a ton of friends and learned a ton there. Um, and I usually, yeah, I'm, that's I'm, the one that I'm was in um, six over, right? When uh, Love Cycles was going to the swap meet, that they were going to Long Beach one. Oh, I'm sure. I, I don't think I've seen that, but I'm sure that's it. Oh fuck, dude! You need to watch that movie. That's a great movie. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. But you know, I've I've met so many people that everybody just knows from Instagram, and and you know, meet them, talk to them, and then realize who they are. You know, it's kind of cool. And up there, I'm the young guy that's into Indians, so. Right. You know, when when they get stuff like that, I you know, when I find cool Harley stuff, I send it certain people's way, and when they find Indian stuff, they send it my way. All right. So, yep. Yep. That's pretty cool. And then you know, being into old bikes, you meet so many people, like you know, the, the guys who started Born Free and all that. And, and you know, I I'm not an abided builder for that, but every time I go there, I just park in the abided builder spot because I bring some cool shit. Right. If they want to complain, they can complain. You know. Yep. But uh. Yeah, super, super fun. You guys would definitely have to come out for Born Free sometime. Yeah, I definitely want to check it out. And and like I said, you can find a San Diego, stay with me, and, and, and we can just ride up together on my stuff. That's no big deal. Yeah. We're trying to uh, – Chick and Rick and I were talking. So I don't know if people know this, but but Rick's bike – or uh, uh, Garrett Dumrush's bike is now with Rick. Maybe people have seen that on, on Instagram, but we're going to try to get that into Born Free and and – you know, a couple other little things into Born Freed. So, you know, if oh, they won't let bike? us. The, the, uh, the pink, pink scooter. Oh, shit. Yeah. That, that belongs at Born Free. We all yeah. know that. Yeah. 100%. Like, that's, that's an epic thing. Um, yeah. And then I was, I was actually hanging out with, uh, I think, I don't know if you guys have interviewed him before, but I don't think you have, but Sean Jackson, Action Jackson. Uh, he built the FXR with the, the Pan America motor in it. He's yeah. seen that going around. Uh, so we were, we were talking to saying he can come stay with me and we can get that up there too. And, 
you know, again, if they won't let it in, we'll just think how you do it, you know? Yep. Yep. So easier, easier when, you know, you're only an hour and a half away and people can, you have plenty of space to store stuff. Right. So makes it definitely easier because I'm sure Rick will be here out here at some point. And if he just wants to leave the scooter, that's cool. And, you know, I won't thrash it too hard. I promise. <laughs> I'll, I'll thrash it less than Garrett did. So, yeah. Yeah. Super fun. So yeah, uh, I flew back from deadbeat, um, after having all that fun meeting everybody, which is kind of sad because I, all I wanted to do was hang out. You know, I wish deadbeat was a week long, not, not, you know, two, three days. Right. Right. Uh, and then I was flew into Arizona, picked up a truck and trailer for the cannonball, drove to San Diego, picked up my two uh, motorcycles that I was taking on, my 39 UL and my 41 Chief that, you know, each didn't have a ton of miles, but I had, I had daily ridden the 39 for over a year at that point, but just the motor was fresh. So I knew everything was pretty good as long as we were easy on the motor. Yep. And in one day I went from San Diego to, uh, to two different places in LA, Southern LA and Northern LA to get two different bikes, hung out with my buddy, um, in Northern LA, helped him finish up his four cylinder because it wasn't ready either. And we put a couple miles on it and then. I went all the way to Vegas, then all the way to Phoenix. So it was like 800 miles, um, 800 miles in one day. And I got there at like 2 a.m. And then the next day, yeah. So then I woke up at seven and over the next few days, we drove out to just outside of Chicago. We went to Springfield, Illinois, the birthplace of Abraham Lincoln. So, and that's where our route 66 ride started. It was, it's, uh, it's called the. Uh, cross country chase put on by the motorcycle cannonball. So this is motorcycles between 1930 and 1960. Um, and I was not a participant. I was a staff member this time. So basically my job was a sweep rider. So any, I'd carry all I would carry was tools and stuff to help people fix their bikes, batteries, anything I could think of that I could think of help. Yeah. You know, certain, certain size wrenches, you know, for intake manifolds and anything I could think of I had. And I was able to save tons of people or at least help them um so over 10 days we went from just outside of chicago mostly on route 66 all the way to the santa monica pier and a lot a lot of crazy stuff happened there were supposed to be about 100 people that started um you know whatever some people got sick some people's bikes blew up before they even came and we had i think it was 87 or 89 people show up 89 bikes and plus you know some people had sidecars with, with passengers or people on the back and um you know one of the one of the crowd favorites was uh my buddy jake and his wife ginger who actually live up in maine they were going to come to debut retreat but weren't even done with their bike yet for the for the chase so they they couldn't come uh they rode a knucklehead chopper unfortunately they broke down they blew a hole in their piston we were all oh. trying to rebuild it in one day. So him and I stayed up till 3 a.m. rebuilding his knucklehead and little stuff kind of prevented us from, from doing it all. You know, it, it wouldn't get compression on one cylinder, wouldn't run. And it turned out one of the, the cams was two teeth off and the breather gear was two teeth off. And I'm like, how the hell did this thing run? But it must have been running so retarded that it just burned a hole in the piston. Right. So, you know, that's, that's a shame, but. 
that's life sometimes. Um, but you know, all these little things, people's spark plugs going bad, spark plugs breaking points, you know, losing their gap, you know, all the little things running out of gas, chains, chain master links breaking, flat tires, you know, <laughs> anything you can think of. There were, unfortunately, there were actually four crashes this year. Um, which was, which is real shame. One guy actually crashed twice, which is almost more impressive. Um, a real good buddy of mine from Colorado, he ended up in the hospital and, um, we've checked in on him, but he's, he's, he's getting better, but you know, in a lot of pain. And it's just, you hate to see somebody that's just as passionate about you and, and so excited to, to do a ride, get hurt. You know, not that anybody should ever want to get hurt or, or, you know, I don't wish it any will on anybody, but thank God nobody died. So. Everything's okay, you know. Yeah, but that's you know, I I, I feel for those people more than I feel for anybody. And you know, it's it's a grueling, it's it's a really grueling thing to go for ten days straight. You know, you run on adrenaline, and it's kind of interesting because the first four days, it's a total shit show. You know, everybody's having problems. Everyone's breaking down. You're always just fixing stuff and fixing stuff and fixing stuff. I, I think I was so we were had times you leave at, you know, whatever, eight AM, you have to be there by five PM. You're going about three hundred miles of all back roads. You know, there's very little usually very little highway on these things. Only where a highway has to be done. Because especially Route sixty six, parts of it are no longer existent, so you have to get off the highway, you know, mostly I forty for you know, maybe twenty miles and then you hop back off and go see some cool stuff and you know, yeah, work your way through yeah. all these towns that are dying. Um, and just the people you meet that are doing a similar thing to you is pretty crazy. Um, you know, I, I met an older couple who had, I, I forget what type of car it was, but it was probably something from the early seventies, late sixties. And they bought it new and they had restored it. Um, and then they they had wanted to go for 10 years on route 66 and this is the year they do it. So they're seeing a hundred antique motorcycles run by them. Um, so that's pretty cool. And, you know, I only saw them once I was hoping to see them again, but I, you know, it doesn't always work out, but, um, so yeah, the first four days, everyone's frantically trying to fix their bikes. And most people are up until at least midnight and, you know, me helping everybody else was up till 2am most nights. Um, and then you have to be up at, you know, six to get everything going and get ready, get back on the bike and keep going. So that's, that's pretty killer. Um, but, but so worth it. And I, you know, I'm a glutton for punishment. So I was offered to ride a newer BMW. BMW was one of the sponsors of, of the cross country chase this year. And I turned it down to ride one, my old 41 chief and not that that thing needed a ton of work at all throughout the the ride, but even just maintaining bikes, you know, checking your valves and checking your chains and oil changes and, you know, real basic stuff. Yeah. That takes a lot of effort. Yeah. You know, especially when you're exhausted and you spent, you know, you worked on everybody's bike until midnight and then you have, to, you have two hours to do your own stuff. Right. You know? So, and and would I do it differently? Of course not. I'm I'm a sicko and I'm an old bike guy. That's you know, it, it worked out even better that I could ride my old bike and help other people fix their old bikes. You know, that's that's my dream. So, yep. um, so yeah, we we saw tons and tons of cool stuff, and um, I've been posting on my Instagram over time, and lots of stuff is posted to the cross country uh, chase website. You know, I just want to say if there's 
anybody that's really interested in doing this, so it's every other year. Cannonball is one year. The opposite year is the chase. So the Cannonball is motorcycles that are pre-19. Uh, the next one will be 1933 and before. And the chase is right now is 1930 to 1960. So if there's anybody that's interested, young guy or woman who is under the age of 40, you can reach out to me because we, my two of my really good friends have started a program called uh, The Love of Motorcycles. And they're sponsoring young riders, again, under the age of 40 to take these trips across the country and everything is paid for. You, you get a bike, um, that qualifies, delivered to you, lent, lent from somebody. You get money for gas. You get all your hotels paid for. Um, and, and the greatest part of this is it's, it's all people that are passionate, like I am, that donate. I was right. the recipient of this the first year, which is, which was last year. And, you know, that really, pretty single-handedly helped me start my shop and it helped me make the connections I needed. And if I have questions about anything, I can call somebody, you know, and I, and I know the people to call and it made my customer base, you know, big to start off. I've, I've never put a dollar into advertising ever and I have more work than I can, you know, than I can do, which is definitely not a bad thing. Yeah. So, yeah. so if anybody's interested in that, feel free to send me a message on Instagram and, and, and I can get you connected to that because they're, you know, it started with the, the chase then they want to send somebody on the cannonball and they want to do other things like sons of speed, local antique motorcycle runs. You know, if you're, if you're a local person, they'll, they'll give you a call and say, Hey, I have a bike and, you know, come hang out and maybe we can cover your hotel room and give you some money for food. And, you know, if you're, if you're like old bikes, try to connect with your local antique motorcycle club because it is a bunch of old timers, but old timers love young guys involved. Me and my best friend are the two youngest guys in Southern California into antique bikes by 30 something years. So oh, shit. pretty wild. Yeah. I just joined the, the San Diego AMCA antique motorcycle club of America and everybody there is 30 to 40 years old. Wow. But it, it's kind of bizarre because every, <laughs> every chapter has, you know, friends always, you know, make friends with people who have similar stuff to them. Right. Yeah. And so the, the, the SoCal chapter is, has a lot of Indian people in it. And I go, well, then the San Diego chapter must have a lot of Indian people. Well, there's only three other American-made motorcycles in my chapter, and none of them are Indians. So <laughs> there's, there's three Harleys and three or four Harleys, I guess, and and then all you know BMWs and Jap bikes and all that stuff. I don't know if there's anything wrong with that, but you know, it's nice to have somebody to bounce off American stuff with. Yep. But, yep. But you know, I and I think at some point the the two chapters, the San Diego chapter and the SoCal chapter, will be combined just because. Everything's shrinking, you know. Right. It's probably Which a dope part to up too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes being in, the, being in the loop, you know what I mean? Yeah, and and sometimes you get calls from people, and like we, the guy, we we just bought, uh, well, I just bought a traded a pile of Harley JDH stuff. So that's the original twin cam that Harley made. I traded that for a 1912, a 1913, and 1914 Indian projects. And so I'm going to build the 1912 single and run that on the cannonball next year. Sick. So I'm going to go across Sick. the country on something with like two and a half horsepower. So if you want to see a sicko in a lot of pain and you're on the route, come see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a kind of fun though. And it's, 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 it's addicting. You know, it's, I, I literally, so we started this at, uh, Monday at what? Three thirty my time, six thirty your time. And I rolled in from the chase half an hour before we jumped on this call. No, you shit. know, and 
that's just hanging out, you know, and I, and I could have come home last night, but I'm like, well, I get to see all my, my cannonball friends. Why would I leave? You know? So it's a, uh, and like I said, I'm a glutton for punishment. Yeah. So I always have, I have too much fun. I have, I sometimes have to put myself to bed at night because I know the next day there's going to be a lot of, a lot of things to do that are going to take a lot of attention and a lot of effort. So I always come back pretty drained from these things. But I also come back to a shop that's a huge mess. So yeah. 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 I take care of that. <laughs> yeah. Fucking A, man. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a slightly extremely active person. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, in my shop right now, I have a customer's 47 chief I have to finish up. I got a Sears Allstate, um, 250 little motorcycle for a friend who's not doing so well. She wanted me to fix it up. So I'm just going to fix it up and, you know, not going to charge her anything for it, just the parts because she's just going through cancer right now. And, you know, I don't feel right about that, but Fuck, it's been amazing to see this thing running. So I'm going to get it running for her. And, and you know, if, if it puts a smile on her face, that uh, makes it all the better, you know, right. It's payment for me. Um, and then I have my Indian shopper. I got to finish up. I got projects for days. I have a 47 big twin flathead. 38 big twin flathead I got to do. And, you know, I'm also going to prep another motorcycle for the cannonball in case I can't finish my 1912, which I'm, which I also have to start. So after our conversation or our interview last year, I bought a 27 chief and I bought, now I just bought the 1912. So I'll have a couple of choices to run Indians on the cannonball, but I am a glutton for punishment. So I might take something early. Yeah. You know, and, I, it's one of those things I've wanted to build and have. So when people come visit anybody that's around that I, you know, that I trust, they can take the 1912 or a spin around the park lot or, you know, wherever. Because when the hell else do you ever get to write something like that? Yeah, seriously. That would it's, be cool. It's, yeah, it's it's a pedal start and you slip the clutch. It's a single speed, single cylinder, and it's just a little thumper. And it, it apparently can go up to 50 on the flat, which is kind of cool. Damn. Yeah, Damn, and, and did not expect tires that. Super skinny. Yeah, tires are super skinny. They're like twenty-seven inch tires or something crazy, but only like two and a half inches wide. Crazy, crazy stuff. Right. Yeah. Fucking hey. But yeah, I always, I always have projects, and I just bought a pile of parts to, you know, for me to sort through, some for me to keep, and some to sell. You know, everything all the way from early flathead to shovel, even yep. some Evos. You know, so. I, uh, I oh, you, you fuck with the Evo stuff too? Nope. Nope. I, I get rid of that stuff. <laughs> nope. I don't even really have the double stuff. Yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't have a generator, it's not for me really. Right. You know, and, 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 but I have stuff like that. Like I know you gave, uh, Grease that shovel project. So I have some stuff for him, you know, and him and I work something out. Yeah. Like I got those heads and I got, he needs to get another cone and I have about 30 of those sitting here and yep. push rod, push rod tubes, you know, every, every little thing that, you know, you know, you can go to keen swap meet and probably find it, but you know, I don't, I have nothing into it. So I'd like to hook homie up. Right. So, yeah. That's what I was saying, know. man, between like all the people we know and the local swap meets, he could easily put that motor together pretty cheap. Yeah. And he'll learn a ton, you know, he'll like, it was kind of funny. He was lapping valves. Um, who's going on Instagram for a while? A bunch of us were lapping valves at all at the same time, building motors. Yeah. Or fixing stuff up. 
And so him and I had a, you know, an hour conversation about that. And then he put it together with the, with the lapping compound just wiped off. And I go, Oh my God, I'm shaking my head over here. But you know, <laughs> that's how we learn sometimes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll, he'll never make that mistake again. Just like I've made a thousand <laughs> mistakes and I'll never make them again. Yeah. Hey, that's the only way you learn is by making a mistake. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We're not, none of us professionals, you know, even, even if you go to MMI, you know, you're not always professional. No. Like I got, I have plenty of friends that I got, I actually got in a, a, fun, a, fun, a funny argument the other day that, uh, with these Indian, modern Indian, uh, technicians, and we were talking about a, a spark plug wire. And they, I'm like, they, they hold something up and they go, well, what is this? And I go, what's a spark plug wire? And they go, no, this is a spark plug, spark lead, you know, like something, some super technical, bizarre term that nobody's ever used. But that's what they know because it's, they were taught at MMI, you know? Right. And, and I never went to, you know, everything I learned is from mentors and, and, you know, you're not really going to, I guess they have an old class at MMI, but I never went. So, yeah. And, and, and I'm not a technician, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a motorcycle motor builder. I'm a, I'm a bike builder. I'm a bike maintainer. I'm a, I'm a bike historian. Right. And I'm an, I'm an enthusiast. That's just lucky enough to be able to make a living working and playing with bikes and, you know, buying and selling stuff after I enjoy it. Right. Yep. So things have been going well over here, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad everything was working out with you doing the shop and all that stuff. That's pretty rad. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of fell into a really good deal on my shop. Um, and it's pretty untraditional, but I'm making it work real well and keeping it low key. And, you know, I, I have customers knock on the door and I've, I've had to tell people, Hey, you got to come back in a month. I don't, I don't have time right now. Right. You know, if you, if you want my quality of stuff for, for my prices, which, which are way more competitive than anybody else, um, you're gonna, you know, you might have to wait a little bit, but you'll get it done right. You get it done the right way. Right. You know, and I, I, I hope I've proved myself with all of the stuff I've done, you know, EDR on old bikes. And I just rode across the country on two bikes that I, you know, one I fixed up and one I built from nothing. Yep. So, you know, I'm a one man shop and, and, and I have a hard time letting go of stuff. There's, there's not a lot of people I, I would trust to work on stuff because, you know, this, this really is people's lives. And, and, and I've seen it so many times, especially even just here in Southern California that, you know, people are passionate about bikes, but people are even more passionate about old bikes, you know, and, and, they cost more money. So when you screw somebody, you screw somebody in their hobby, they'll never forgive you most of the time. Right. Yep. You know? Yeah. And that, and that kind of fucking publicity travels fast. Uh, -huh. exactly. But I'm, you know, I'm a lot younger than most of the guys that work on this stuff. So right. you call me, I always have my phone on me. You, you text me. I, I, you know, I answer as soon as I see it, you know, yep. a little bit different. I think I've gotten a, a different client base than most of these big shops where, you know, you never get to talk to the owner and the guy that's working on the flathead has no idea how to work on a flathead. He just knows how to work on an Evo. Right. You know, and, 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 and I'll be the first person to tell someone, Hey, you know, I don't work in an Evo. If it's something simple, sure. I can help you out. But you know, I, I'll, I'll send you to somebody else. It's just, it's not my thing. If, if, if I have enough work that if I'm not passionate about it, there's no reason for me to do it. Yep. You know, yep. and, and, and I'm lucky, you know, not, yeah. not everybody in that, 
uh, in the same place I am. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly why I do not have a motorcycle shop anymore. Yeah. And, and, it, and I'm not, a, and, and I, and I've been told a thousand times that oil changes pay the bills and you know how many oil changes I was, I want to do none. Yeah. So, and that's exactly why I do not have a motorcycle shop anymore. <laughs> Cause it got to a point where it was just like maintenance, 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 maintenance. And I'm like, this is fucking stupid. I don't like doing this shit. And I'm, I'm that same kind of guy. Like if I'm not wholeheartedly like amped to do it, I'm not going to fucking do it. Yeah. And I don't have a problem, you know, doing an oil change on a chief that, that came in for this, this, and this, you know, that's, right. that's part of the, you know, that's, that's cool. You know, right. that's no way. Yeah, yeah. But if you're bringing it just to me for maintenance, I'll, you know, I'll tell you, go look at how to do it yourself, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. It's cool. I got a, a cool thing worked out with like Steve, like once in a while I'll hit him up and if he's got old bikes in there, I'll go work on those. So I still get to do like that kind of shit, but owning a shop, man, and like having to do all the maintenance shit, I'm just not about it. Yeah. And fat man's so good at that stuff. Like, like it's, you know, I've called him, I, I, I bought a Dyna not that long ago that to flip and, and I frigging couldn't figure it out. Couldn't figure it out. It was taking forever. And, it ended up just being loose wires and, you know, little stupid crap. And same thing with the shovel head, cone shovel. Yeah. And I'm looking around and I asked Steve, like, this thing seems like everything's fine. There's spark, you know, gas, everything. And I'm looking down randomly. And as we're talking, I go, well, the friggin' spark plug wires are switched in the coil. It was a single fire, fire coil and they just switched the two, switched them and it fired right up. You know, little stupid stuff that, you know, right. nothing I own, single fire coil, you know. Oh, yep. So, yeah, man, I can honestly say if I ever open up another shop, it'll, it'll be doing the same kind of shit you do where it's like, I mean, not as old as you. Like, I haven't done a lot of that old shit, like knuckles and all that bullshit. But if I can just work on iron heads, shovel heads and pan heads, I'd be completely happy. Yeah. And, and I, I dude, honestly, too. I don't even mind working on iron heads. They're not, really not that bad to work on. Well, I think that's such a niche where if you can do an iron head well. And, you know, you know, all the little weird crap that, go, that goes on with iron heads that it's really not a bad choice because people that have them have to be passionate about them because it doesn't, it's, you know, it's just as expensive to rebuild an iron head as it is to rebuild a shovel head, you know? Right. And, you know, and, and, and like if somebody brought an iron head here for me to rebuild completely, I'd, I'd tell them no. I'd, I'd right. tell them to go somewhere else. Yeah. You know, cause that's not my bread and butter. Um, but that's, you know, that's just me. Right. I, I've worked on them. You know, I've done simple things for friends that have them or, or a customer that has, you know, I have a customer that has a pan head and he also has an iron head and he goes, well, this seems a little off. I'm like, well, let's try this, you know? Yeah. Like his time, he, he was getting a kickback on his timing and I it was showing him how to retard his timing. Yeah. You know, a little thing. Like I have no problem helping, but if you want me to rebuild your, your bottom end of that, I'll send you elsewhere. That's, right. that's not for me. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm more happy working on flatheads and, and pans and knuckles and, and, and Indians, of course, but you know, I know what I know and, and not that I couldn't learn the other stuff, but there's a million shops out there that'll rebuild your Evo. Right. You know, and, and they won't leave uh, uh breaking compound in your top end like, like Reese does. Yeah. <laughs> It's only fun to show him. Not here, right? <laughs> oh fuck! 
He'll be listening to this to edit it and just shake his head right now. No, nah, I don't even think he'll be listening to it to edit it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he usually doesn't go through the whole entire show. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, That's fuck. Nah. Yeah, so I'm I'm really just back here now. Going to probably relax for the rest of the day and, and start getting into things slowly and start getting stuff out that, you know, it's become – it's pretty wild because getting two bikes ready for the cannonball is more than twice as hard than getting one bike ready. You know, I, I, I was kept saying everybody it's two, it's, it's three or four times as hard to get two bikes ready than just to get one bike ready. Right. Um, and it was well worth it. And I'm glad I, glad I did it and glad it all went so well. You know, the, the gold bike, I, I made every mile except 40 miles where I had a flat tire. The gold bike made every mile except when it had a flat tire. And, the problem with the gold bike was that it was a 16 inch front wheel, which are super common, except we found it Saturday night. And when you're in bumfuck nowhere, the, uh, every shop is closed on Sunday. And then I found them on Monday. So I, I took a couple miles off the trip and, 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 you know, went to a shop and brought them back to the, the, the trouble truck that we had and just tossed them in there, switched them out later. But, you know, no, no, no mechanical issues besides flat tires, which is, which is, you know, pretty good. And, and this was the year of flat tires for the, for the chase. I think yeah. we had, uh, we had had probably pretty close to 10 flat tires. Oh shit. Um, yeah. We, there was one road there. Two, t- two people had flat tires within a mile of each other. I'm like, somebody must've dropped a bucket of nails or something. Yeah. It's actually a crazy story because we were in LA yesterday. Uh, up in the mountains, coming down to the the PCH, which is which is Highway One, and then you take we were taking Highway One all the way down to Santa Monica to stage, and then right onto the pier, which is you know pretty incredible because you're never allowed to drive on there. Yeah, you know, it's or it's super rare that you're ever allowed to. And it was all shut down just for us. You know, people were people could walk onto the pier, but nobody could drive on. Um, and. Uh, me being a sweet person, I was always in the back. You know, I, I'd start in the middle and, and help people fix stuff every, you know, every time. So it, I'd always end up in the back. And one of the guys who was in, uh, in contention for, for winning, his buddy's motor froze up at the top of the mountain. He was running it a little too lean. And, uh, so he had, he, he avoided him and put his bike to the side real quick to pick the bike up off his friend. And, and he starts taking off again when everything settled. And I, that's when I, you know, start putting by and he, and I go, Hey, are you okay? And he goes, no, I don't think so. And I turned back around and turned out he had a flat tire and Jesus. we are, we are, this guy's has a good chance of winning everything. Uh, the guy's name is Roger green and he's, you know, he's a, he's a real smart guy. Cause there's part of the challenge on these is tests. You know, there's, there's little fun quizzes that get you extra points and Harley trivia, Indian trivia, you know, trivia about the roads we were on. And so it was all coming down to those. And if you, if, if you didn't make every mile, you know, you really weren't going to win. So he's, you know, understandably a little freaked out and goes, Oh damn, you know, I just, I just lost everything. There's no chance I'm going to win to go. Hell no. You know, we're, we're ripping this tire off right now. and We're, we're going to, we're going to fight and we're going to get this thing done. And he goes, I don't think we have time before the trouble truck gets here. And I go, we have time. doesn't matter. So we ended up ripping the tire off. We put his 18 inch tube in there. Um, and we probably did this in 15 minutes with just hand spoons and everything like that. And we're starting to inflate it. And either we had pinched the tube, but I think it had a uh, hole from the factory in it. 
you know, it wasn't, I wasn't, uh, made right. So we go, Oh, he goes, Oh crap. I guess I'm done. I go, Nope, I have a tube. We're doing it again. And we did that one. So we changed basically two tubes in 25 minutes. Oh, and shit. as soon as we were getting it back on, we were tightening the other lug nuts and the, and the trouble truck rolled up and I go, Hey, can we have, you know, two minutes? They go, okay, no problem. You, you got a little bit of time, you know, cause depending on the time, how far behind you are, they'll give you time, you know, to, to try to fix your stuff. They see you can always be done, you know, cause, cause if you don't come in on time, you lose points also. So, right. and I go, he's, he's getting back on the bike and I go, go up to the guys in the trouble truck and go, okay, well, how far are we? How long do we have? Oh, well, you have 27 minutes to go 20 miles. You know, and these are all back roads. These are, we were coming down onto the PCH, which is, you know, tons of traffic and light. And this is, this is a Sunday. And I go, and this guy is from, uh, you know, the Midwest. And I go, Hey, have you ever split lanes before? Cause that's legal here in California. He goes, no. And I go, well, you better hold on because I'll lead and you're going to follow me. We're going to split lanes. And we were, we did some of the craziest riding I've ever done, but he made it there on time. And, you know, we're at the award ceremony and it turns out he won. He won the entire thing just because he made that last 20 miles. No shit. And made it on time. Yeah. Yeah. That's it was, it, it was wild. And, you know, in, in, in the chances of me being there, just, just the right time, just to help, you know, and, and it was, you know, it was meant to be, I think. That's bad. Yeah. I think that's how cool. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and nothing makes me feel better than helping out people in their time of need. Right. Know? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So, I'll, I'll, so if anybody ends up signing up for the cross-country chase in two years, I'll hopefully be a staff member next year then, too. Um, so you'll get to hang out with me. And I always say it would be nice to have everybody on the ride, but I hope I never see you. Because if, if I'm seeing you, you're probably having problems. Right. <laughs> you know. And there were people yeah. I never saw. I, I, I had really good friends that I never saw once because they never had a problem. Or if they had a problem, they were able to fix it before I got there, which is which is cool. Right, yeah. And it's a good way to meet a lot of people. And, you know, I have friends who are all throughout the country just because of all this cannibal stuff. Is there, like, partying and shit, or is it, like, pretty laid back? Um, The first night and the last night, there's there's, you know, partying. And you're always in the parking lot, you know, having a couple beers, but you know, you very rarely ever going out to, you know, bars and stuff like that because you're there for the motorcycles, you know, right? you're there for your friends, you're there for the, for the bikes. But, you know, we have a banquet usually the last night of every, everything. And like this time we had a street party, which is pretty cool. There were three bars that opened their doors and all the bikes were parked out front. And people were going by going, why are all these old bikes here? You know, then you get into conversation with them and you talk about, you know, their grandfather had an old knucklehead or, you know, whatever. Cool stuff like that. And, yeah, that's and, rad. And as, as we're going across the country, you know, because everybody is from all over and, and, you know, people do move around, you end up getting to meet a bunch of people you've never met before. Right. You know, I met a couple of people that I had only met on Instagram and, and, you know, they come and hang out and just, you know, have some beers, have some fun, hang out. And one of the coolest parts is that some people even bring parts, you know, they say, Hey, I, I have all of these extra parts or, Hey, you need anything, you know, I'll pull it off my bike. I don't care. You know, if you can have it, you can send it back or I don't care. As long as it helps you get across the finish line, that's what's important. Yep. You know, and yep. that's, that's really unbelievable that people are willing to do that. Yeah. That's cool. You know, and, and, and it's, it's really, it's a brotherhood, you know, and it's, it's in my mind of antique motorcycling, it's the cannonball and the chase are, are the creme de la creme. You know, it's it, most people aspire to do that. Right. You know, 
So there's, there's a lot of passion behind it. And, and if you can, you know, just like if, if, you know, if I wasn't on it for whatever reason and somebody called me and said, I need something, I'd say, okay, it's in the mail next minute, you know, doesn't, right. doesn't matter to me. I don't, you know, I don't care if I get it back, you know, anything, anything on the shelf is free game, you know, as long as it helps you get across the line, that's, that's all that matters to me. Yeah. And it, it was unfortunate too, because there were lots of times, obviously I'm a one man shop. And so my shop was closed the month I was gone. And I had, you know, people break stuff and go, well, hell, this is going to be the, you know, the end of my, my ride. And I go, well, hell, I have 20 of these sitting on the shelf right now. You know, if I was home, I would have just handed to you. Right. But, and a lot of times we were able to figure out other ways to, you know, either fix it or, or somebody else that's willing to, you know, let them borrow one. And kind of the cool thing is, is, is bikes do, well, it's not cool, but some of the, some of the bikes do blow up or, you know, whatever they can't be fixed, you know, with, with the, in a parking lot. You know, if you blow your piston, it's, it's a big fight to, to find pistons, et cetera, et cetera. So some people just give up, but people are nice about letting people steal parts off of other bikes. You know, like, like the other night we were in Burbank. That was the second to last stop. And one of the young riders who, who won the uh, scholarship this year, she uh, was showing her parents who, who also live in LA, the foot, a foot clutch. And it goes, Hey, yeah. So it rocks back and forth, rocks back and forth. And the thing breaks right in her hand. You know, she just rode 2,400 miles with this and it breaks in her hand. No What shit. the hell? And so we're calling around and calling around and calling around and we go, well, that bike broke down a few days ago and he's here. Can we steal it off that? And he goes, yeah, you going to mail it back? Sure. No problem. So oh. she ripped it off the bike today when she got home and, and mailed it back to him. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, that says something. And, and, you know, funny enough, a few, like about a week and a half, a week before, they her clutch hub there's a lining on the clutch hub and it completely shattered and and you know the whole thing was out of whack and and she ended up on the trouble truck that day and and she was sunk we were actually we were going into amarillo texas the next day um so i think we were in oklahoma and she just you know we none of us wanted to see her end. and the guy who had blown up his bike pulled his clutch hub off and you know actually somebody else who someone else's bike had blown up pulled out pulled off a clutch up off a different bike that had blown up and put it on her bike and installed it. So no shit. she gets a text at two in the morning saying, Hey, your bike's done. Be ready at six, you know? Cause she wow. had, you know, she wasn't skilled enough to put it back together. She was learning, but you know, it's, it's a decent job, especially to do with, you know, remedial tools. Yeah. And on the side of the road. Yeah. Exactly. On the side of the road in the parking lot. That's, that's huge. Yep. Yep. So, you know, it's, I, I always say I'm lucky. I, I found my calling and, and I'm only 29. So I guess I'm lucky for that. Right. Yeah. Uh, how long is this total? Uh, this one was 10 days. Uh, well, it was probably more like, a, I think it's closer to 11 or 12 days. Cause there's a really short intro ride one day and then, you know, I, I get a day of prep before. So that's, they say it's 10 days. We It's 10 days of travel. And on the cannonball, it's 18 days of travel. No shit. So, but with all the prep and everything, it always works out to be about a month. Yeah. And how many, so how many, like, what's like the average that people are putting out for miles a day on these bikes? Uh, we were putting anywhere between two on the, on the newer stuff. So the, for the chase, we were putting in between 240 and 300. Yep. Um, like I said, all back roads. And then for the cannonball, it's a little bit less. It's about 200 to 250. 
Yeah. But those bikes are significantly slower. Right. And, and are people like riding together or is it just like see you at the next stop? A lot of people ride together, but it is a time based thing. So if you're running out of, um, you know, you run out of time, you might have to leave your friend. Right. That's kind of the, that's the truth of it, unfortunately. And, and if they have a part that, you know, I have, but I'm 20 minutes back. So I always tell them, Hey, you know, it sucks, but you're gonna have to finish this whole thing alone, you know, and it's just for the day. They can meet up with their friend at, at night and, you know, right. start again tomorrow and, you know, all that good stuff. But I, I always, you know, the, I had a chief this time and the last time I did the chase, I also had a chief and a chief is with 18 inch wheels is a lot faster than most of the bikes up there. So I was cruising at 60 the whole time, you know, just, just steady, steady cruising. Everybody on a 45 was, as we say, was cruising at 45. So, you know, groups end up forming and friendships end up being made and you end up sticking with people that travel about the same speed as you, which is, which is cool. Yep. So, and it's always cool if you find somebody else like, well, if I have a 45 and you have a 45 and I have, you know, this, this special tool and you have that special tool, hell, let's just share, you know, no reason to, you know, I forgot mine, you forgot the other one. So, Hey, we can be friends and just share. Right. But are people like kind of pack like the essential like parts and shit? Oh yeah, people bring spare tubes, coils, um what else is there? Just you know, lots of little things. All the specialty tools, all the the wrenches that are special for their bike and you know, uh and and I try to take you know, I, I live in the American world, so anything that I can think of that I think is special, I take like the here's a little tidbit that the intake manifold nuts on an Indian chief are the same size as a Harley 45 intake manifold nut. I don't know why, but I just know they are. So I have one wrench for both of that. Then I have a wrench for big twins, for big twin flatheads. So VLs and ULs, they take a two inch one. And I didn't have one for a big two. I didn't have one for an early style knuckle or pan. So somebody else had to figure that out. That wasn't me. You know, I brought what I had. Yep. That'll be on my packing list for the next time I'm a staff member because, you know, you you live and you learn, right? Right. You'd be surprised how many people don't bring a manifold nut wrench and it, they come loose and they'll lean your bike out and blow a hole in your piston. Then game over. Fuck, dude. That's happened. I can't even That'd take be a it. shit way to go out, man. <laughs> yeah. I had a friend last year who had a perfectly built bike and it was his daily rider and, and manifold just came loose and he didn't realize what it was and a day and a half in, he had a hole in his piston. That game over. But he's had bad luck. He had bad luck this year too. He had the same bike rebuilt, and one of in the lower end, the uh, motor sprocket shaft came loose. Probably wallowed out the whole flywheel and all that stuff. So he's only made it a couple of days each time. But weirdly enough, he took a JD on the cannonball and made every single mile without a problem. You know, no so shit. it's supposed to be the easier one he's having trouble with, but the harder one he's not. So, you know, what are the chances of that? Right. Yeah, sometimes it's, shit just happens, man. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's wild sometimes, you know. It's wild. It's 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 a ton of fun. Um, and, you know, if if you're if you are interested in stuff like this, just like I said, look, reach out to your local AMCA and most places have runs you can go on that are only a couple days, you know, two, three, four days and. And go hang out with them and meet people and, and see if it's your type of thing. You know, it's, it's a lot of times it's a bunch of older people, but I'll be the first one to tell you is I met, you know, one of my best friends doing this 
uh, I just randomly showed up to an antique motorcycle ride and he was another young guy, an Indian, and he's uh, five years older than me. So we're, we're the two youngest guys and now we're best friends. All we just talk about Indians and work on them and ride them and, you know, just have fun together. Right. We talk every single day, you know? Yep. So you never know how you're going to make friends. And just because you think it's a bunch of old people doesn't mean it's going to be. Yeah, man. Honestly, chilling with the gray beards, man. That's that's where you learn a lot of shit. Oh, totally. Especially for these really old bikes. You know, you know, it, a lot of people know about knuckles and some people know about flatties, but anything older than that, you know, side valve or pocket valve stuff and J's and VLs and all that weird stuff. Like that's that's tough stuff. You know, right. the books aren't there. That's that's the really hard part. Yeah, it's just like so, figure it the fuck out. Yeah, more or less, or we'll find friends and make friends that you know have them, and you know, and even finding trying to find resources. You know, just the Google search doesn't always do it. Sometimes you need to say, hey, well, I have this old shop manual, you know, that was only made a couple of years, and you know, something bizarro. You know, right? Well, yeah, I can make you a copy of it. You know. Yep. Still in your set, but you never, you know, you would have been screwed otherwise. So, yeah, it's a, it's a different world. That's for sure. But I'm lucky enough, you know, I have friends that, that do it all. I have friends that are XR guys. I have friends that are old bike guys. I have friends that have only new touring bikes, you know? Right, right. You know, but if you ask me if they're touring bikes for my friends, I say, of course not. Duh. So, yeah, it's um, it's a ton of fun. And if anybody's ever interested, again, you feel free to reach out to me. And I'm uh, I'm at Wigwam Motors on Instagram, and I'm you know I'm always down to make a new friend. And you know if you were other out in Southern California, I'll buy you a beer. Fucking that, and fix your yeah. shitty old Indian, and and fix your awesome old Indian. Yep, <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck! Cool, man. Well, I'm fucking pumped for you to come out in December. Make sure you give us a heads up so we can plan around that. Yeah, we'll do for sure. I'll probably be back for about a week, maybe maybe a little bit more. I'm cool. actually going to be in the Rose Bowl parade this year, so I'll have to come back before New Year's. No shit. Yeah, my my buddy, the guy up with Indians up in L.A., he's like, hey, you know, you're not, it's not paid, but I got an antique car you can drive. I go absolutely, like, you know, what are the like. When else do you ever get to do this? Right. So I said, oh, hell yeah. So I'll probably fly back from the East Coast right into LA and then take a train back or something. Nice. You know? Nice. Just keeping the crazy adventure going. Yep. Oh. Fuck yeah. Hopefully I'll have uh, my new house and a garage by then so you can come hang out. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm sad I, I never got to see the rat rod in person, but I'm sure yeah. I'll have a few more. Yeah. I've already been looking at a couple. You're you're a sicko, just like me. I it is fucking bad. It's so you, bad. You can't help yourself, and I can't. I help know. Myself either. I know. It's cool because the guy. I met a guy that was like, when I had that rat rod, that rat rod. I met this uh, old head that was like, he had this plan on retiring, so he just started scooping up all the '30s um, Chevy and Fords he could find. So dude, he's cool. got he, he's got probably fifteen to twenty. Uh, mid to late 30 Chevys and like probably like, I don't know, 10, 15 Fords. Um, so been talking with him back and forth. I am in no means in any spots to be doing anything right now, but uh, 
he's holding one for me for when the time comes up. But um, it's pretty much the same thing. I had a 39 Chevy um, pickup, and he's going to give me the cab, the whole chassis with a 350 and a four-speed trans for 35 bucks. Oh, jeez, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's all going to be put together. It's just, it's literally a roller with a motor and shit. Uh, yeah, but that's that's, that's the route I want to go anyways. I got my last one. Um, somebody had gotten pretty deep into it. And it was so much shit. Dude, I spent so much time just, like, changing shit because it was done wrong. So oh, yeah. I told myself, I'm like, this time I'm just going to start from scratch, do it the way I want it fucking done, and just not have to worry about it. Yeah, and then all that stuff is like, you know, like the world I live in too, where it's at one point this stuff was worthless. So, you know, if he did it to get away, it was, it's, oh, it's fine. It worked, you know? Right, right. You know, that's not that's... the way people like you and I operate, but, you know, it's, that's why we spend so much time fixing people, other people's junk. Right. That's why I prefer to just buy stock bikes now. <laughs> and then fuck up, fuck up the gold. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Just fuck it up myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why let yeah, somebody like fuck it up before me? Yeah, like that stock <laughs> shovel you're about to murder. Yeah, yeah, but you know, if it, if it was anything good that I actually cared about, I'd be upset. But <laughs> stupid cone shovel and a Harley, so who cares, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. So definitely let me know uh, December once you get like closer to when you're gonna be out here, and we'll fucking we'll make something happen. Yeah, I'll let you know when I book my trip for sure. Cool. I uh, I have a little jingle to end it with. Oh, perfect. Let's hear it. I don't have one because I'm going to have to record with Reese later. So, but I'll let you rip yours and I'll have him just put it in. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, let me see if I can do this correctly. One, one, uh, one try. Oh, uh, you better because I don't know how to stop and fucking restart. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, Grease can cut, slice and dice, right? Uh, so, traveling across the country to die at Deadbeat was time well spent. But if you didn't make the trip, you'll never know about the spear tent. <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> yeah I worked on that one for a while yeah, that was a good one <laughs> cool Love, man cool man well it's good to talk to you again and uh, I'm pumped man get to see you in a couple of months yeah for sure man I'm looking forward to it cool talk to you soon alright man All right, guys, so before we close this one out, we are going to go ahead and thank some of the people who make the show possible. First up, we got Deadbeat Customs out there in Tewksbury, Massachusetts. Swing on over to DeadbeatCustoms.com for some parts as well as a bunch of other goodies. And don't forget to use code LOWLIFE at checkout to save yourself a couple of bucks. Next up, we got Hypnic Jerk Customs out there in Sydney, Australia, making Headlights, taillights, jockey shifters, indicators, points, covers, and a whole lot more. Go to Hypnic Jerk Customs on Instagram to place your order. Next, we got Stay Strong Co. LLC, the homie John Luke out there in Jersey crushing the hot sauce game. If you need another jar, hit him up at Stay Strong Co. LLC on Instagram. Next, we got Steel City Blacksmithing. Josh out there in PA absolutely killing the blacksmithing game. If you need anything from a full frame to a hammer, a mace, a hatchet, all sorts of good stuff, hit him up at Steel City Blacksmithing on Instagram. Next, we got Ray's Held Motorcycle Co. out there in upstate New York. The homie Ben Daly doing custom work, full builds, a full merch line, and a whole lot more. Head on over to Ray's Held Motorcycle Co on instagram 
and hit him up. And then last but not least, we got the homie Dan Bliss in Manchester, New Hampshire, behind No Luck Paintworks. Absolutely killing the flake game. I've just seen a panel he did for Loctite that he's going to be doing in the very near future. Cannot wait to see that bike done. Going to be getting my tins to him pretty soon once the riding season is fully wrapped up here. Hit him up. No Luck Paintworks on Instagram. All right, guys. So to close this one out, I will say... Hand wrap throttles and kickstart techniques. That's what you'll learn from them Indian fleets. Sitting in six lane backed up traffic, horns are honking. I've about had it. I'm looking for an exit sign. Gotta get out of here, get it all off my mind And like a memory from your grandpa's attic A song comes slipping through the radio static Changing my mood A little George Strait in 1982 And it makes me wanna take a back road Makes me wanna take the long way home Put a little gravel in my travel Unwind, unravel all night long Makes me wanna grab my honey Tear down some two-lane country, who knows? Get lost and get right with my soul. Makes me want to take, makes me want to take a back road. I've been cooped up, tied down, bow, forgotten what a field looks like full of corn and cotton if I'm gonna hit a traffic jam well it better be a tractor man I'm so sick and tired of this interstate system I need to curve and wind a twist in a dusty path to nowhere with the wind blowing through my baby's hair yeah it makes me want to take a back road makes me want to take the long way home put a little gravel in my travel unwind unravel all night long makes me want to grab my honey tear down some two-lane country who knows get lost and get right with my soul makes me want to take makes me want to take a back road Where things get hot 